You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. And the show has not been the same without her, so I am very excited to once again welcome back the star of the podcast, my coach, Charlie. Charlie, where have you been? I mean, I know where you've been, but our listeners just think you've gone AWOL on them. I've got a bunch of DMs. You'd be surprised. I know you're a very modest person. You'd be surprised, though, how many DMs I've gotten asking, like, where's Charlie? What's going on? Is she off the podcast? Did you make her mad? I actually had somebody ask me like why I'm so why I'm so why am I so mean to Charlie or rude to Charlie? And we're like wondering if that was why you have him on the podcast. So what is this? It was is it a me thing? No, I've been working. I don't I don't think that you've gotten DMs though. I don't believe that. I, I have the receipts, Charlie. I don't think so. I legitimately have the receipts. You want me to show you right now? I don't believe you. Okay, we'll we'll do this after the show. We don't have time for this right now. But trust me, they're there. I don't just make these things up. I've got DMs. I've got DMs. I got the receipts. But regardless, I'm, I'm happy you're here. Does it feel good to be back? Yeah. Old times? Yeah. So basically, like, you had work to do in the fall, right? Or do you just like not do as much work in the fall and then you make up for it this time of year? No, it's just a busy time of year. Yeah. It, it's weird how that works. The fall for me is actually probably the busiest time of the year because I'm doing a full-time job plus this podcast, like four episodes a week. That's tough. So this time of year, it kind of slows down for me. So I'm sorry that you're going through whatever you're going through at work. It's not bad. It's just, you know, just stuff. Just life. Just stuff. Stuff. Well, I'm glad you could carve out a little time for us today. And we have a bonus episode for you guys. So this is not our normal recording schedule. We don't normally have episodes for you on Monday of a new week during the off season. We have two episodes a week. Generally speaking, it's going to be Tuesday, Thursday. But college tennis season, the outdoor season is upon us, guys. And that is why my friend Charlie is here with us today. Because Charlie, again, I know you're a modest person, but I mean, is it a stretch to say you are the biggest Georgia tennis fan in the world? I mean, not in the world. Who who would possibly be a bigger fan than you? I mean, I, mean, I think I, I mean I don't like brag on myself too much, but I think I'm probably up there. But I think you've got me beat. I do love tennis. I mean, when's the last time you missed? A, I mean, you went on Easter, right? Like they usually have matches on Easter, like on a random Sunday, and you don't do Easter with your family. You go to the tennis matches. Yeah. Which I respect. Mad props. Like that's what I would do for football. And I, I'm not gonna lie, I've been to a couple of tennis matches on Easter, but I don't think you've missed a match in 
years. No. I will miss them this week because they're having them at 2.30 on a weekday. Yeah, the schedule this year, I don't even know. Do you know who's in charge of scheduling the times for home matches? I think a lot of it has to do with with baseball. Not someone who likes tennis. I think a lot of it has to do with baseball. I really do. Right, and baseball is getting favored, which I don't think that that's Do you think it's an athletic department thing or like a program thing? Like the coaches and other coaches that like when they're You're scheduling. You're telling me non- the coaches would willingly schedule a match at two o'clock on a Tuesday when they're playing a top five team, yeah. right? Texas. Texas are, are they in the most recent rankings? Are they still top they're five? They're still I think really they good. The top, That's they're like very a, good. They yeah, one of the best teams match. in the country. You're gonna schedule that on a Tuesday at two. Why can't why can't they 2:30. play it at five? Tuesday at two thirty. At least people could get there at five. Or they could get there by 5.30 or 6. So you're not making that match? I mean, the match will probably be over by 5. I think I might have to, like, jet out of work a little early to get there. I, there's no way I can make it. I don't know if I can either. And it sucks. I'm, I was, like, when this match was announced, and the only, I was excited. I'm still excited, but I don't know if I'm be able to see any of it. The only thing that would make me even more upset about it is if it was the women playing. But it's the men. So I'm, I'm upset about it. Are you showing your true colors here? But you I favor pref- one program over the other? Oh, absolutely. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that sexism? Can it, is that, can it be sexism if you're favoring the women over the wa- men? I prefer to watch the women. Why? More f- they have to have more skill. It's not as much it's about not power. power. Yeah. I think now, I, they, they the still, guys are skilled too. Come they on. are still very powerful. I prefer to watch men's doubles because they have to have more finesse strategy rather than just well, you like doubles more than sing- watching doubles more than singles correct but you like playing singles more than doubles correct I like watching women's singles but men I don't care about because singles. you think it's more skillful they yes. have to be more skillful yes like well Katarina Jokic they have power but it's not I mean, like that backhand is the backhand from God it's not like you're just watching like serve return Serve return. You're not watching Isner. Serve it's return. like, if the serve's in, right. then it's it's a point. Yeah. If not, then he's probably going to go to a tie break and might win, might lose. We'll see. There's nothing that's, fun. That's fair. That's fair. There's nothing fun about watching ace after ace after ace. Oh, I think there can be a certain level of fun. Uh, it's impre- Well, it's impressive. It's impressive, but like... Because Tristan McCormick, the guy we have that we got as a grad transfer from Notre Dame, have you seen this guy serve? Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's the biggest serve that I think I've seen us have since Isner. It's very impressive. However, I really like to watch Eric Gravilius play because oh, I love e. he knows that yeah. he's not the most powerful guy out there. So he has to he's play. Crafty. Yeah, he has to play with finesse. He has to have nice touch. He's got to be able to. He's got the rose to, petals, baby. He's got he's those incredible hands. He's got to be able hands. to find out their weaknesses. He gets to the net more than most players in singles. He's especially. insanely good at the net. Right. Yeah, he's insanely good at the net. All right, so that's a little teaser. We'll get into all this more in more detail here in a second. But first off, I know a lot of you are probably wondering, like, why are we talking tennis? Why are we talking college tennis? I, I can't even find college tennis anywhere on TV. And, and that's true. And Charlie, I think that's why, especially you, because this is near and dear to your heart and my heart, our hearts. But that's part of the reason why we're doing this, right, is that there's not enough coverage of college Correct. tennis in general, especially Georgia tennis. Like, as dominant as our programs have been over the course of time, I mean, these are both the men's and women's programs are blue blood programs, and there's not enough coverage. I think that's part of the reason why we're doing this. Yeah, somebody was tweeting that there was, like, a pickleball coverage on the tennis channel, like, all yeah. day today. We're recording this on Sunday. But, like... Not a single college tennis match. <laughs> like, honestly, Charlie, don't even get me started on the lack of television coverage of college tennis. It infuriates me. 
because look, I, I, I'm not trying to slight other sports. I'm not like you say pickleball. I'm not going to slight pickleball. Pickleball, it's great. Let those people be on TV and like on the SEC network. This is part of my issue with the SEC network too. It's like they they, they show a lot more sports than I guess you would see on regular ESPN. But I mean, they're showing volleyball, right? They're showing track and field stuff and. And I Track get, and Field has eight events going yeah. on at one time, yep. but they can't figure out how to show a college tennis match. Actually, no, they know how to show a college they tennis do it. match because they do it for at the, end of the, the year. SEC championship. Yep, and they'll do it. Did they have? They have it for the national the tournament. The on? T- tennis channel has it for tennis the national championship does. tournament. I think. I think once it gets to the, the but championship site, the SEC site. network does the SEC championship every year. Yeah, they, so, so they've no shown reason. they can do it. Right. So that's should not be an obstacle. It's just a matter of will at this point. And I get it, like. There's not that much interest in college tennis, and but part of the reason is because it's not covered like that, right? I feel like if it was covered, like like college baseball, for example, Charlie, I know that's near and dear to your heart. Oh God! <laughs> I love college no. baseball. I know that you hate it, but Charlie, for a long time, college baseball was an afterthought, right? Why? Because they got no coverage on television. But when the advent of SEC of the SEC network and these, and not just SEC network, Big Ten network, ACC network. All of a sudden, they got all these hours to fill. They got, they got have inventory, and college baseball is one of those things that they can use to fill inventory. And now, college baseball is seeing this surge. Hours. They can fill a, a lot, lot of hours. hours. I know. Actually, like our baseball, they could fill more hours. Our baseball with games tennis. are like a hair over two hours. This they weekend. could fill more hours with tennis, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have to show these old replays. Like, you don't have to show the Georgia basketball game from 2017. Like, who wants to watch that? You can actually show a legitimate college tennis match. And like, but my point is, college baseball is like surged in popularity over the past couple of years. And I think you can directly relate that to the fact that it's getting TV coverage on these conference networks. And I think college tennis could be something similar. It's not going to be as popular as baseball because it's not as mainstream of a sport as baseball, but it certainly could grow in popularity. And Charlie, you and I have gone to a lot of these matches. Tell me, explain to our listeners out there who have not taken in a college tennis match. What is the, for a big time match, I'm not saying every match is like this, but for a big time match, let's say Florida in a couple weeks, Charlie, two weeks or nothing. That's what I was thinking. March about. 11th, March 11th, we have a home match in Florida, the biggest home match of the, I would say, of the season, right? Yeah. For the men's team. That's on a Friday afternoon. What is that environment going to be like? You've experienced that before. Does that what start is it? at 3 or 5? I think it starts at 3.30. Why? I know. I know, Charlie. Mm. I know. It, it drives me insane. Because we have a baseball game later that night. That's what We have a baseball game at 7 o'clock, so they don't want to play at the same time. They, want, they don't want there to be overlap. And as you said... Tennis is not it's not a revenue producing sport, so it's gonna get the short and the stick, and it's gonna have to be played at 3:30, our biggest match of the season. It sucks, but I encourage people to come out there because Charlie, again, describe to our listeners what that environment will be like. Well, I like tennis because there's always something going on. Specifically, when you play Florida, there's a lot of heckling. Some of it does get out of hand, and people have been kicked out. So, well, it, the, it's, when you think of tennis, yes. you don't think of people getting kicked out. But it is They've gotten kicked out and then go to the top I of the have, parking deck in Carlton also, Street and start yelling from the top well, of the parking deck. People have stood on top of the parking deck yeah. on the edge, and I have had to go tell the cops, like, I don't think this is a good plan. I think somebody should go tell them to get down. Yes. Because there was clearly a lot of drinking involved. Uh, I mean, they're college students on a Friday, yes. Well, but I mean, you can also pretty much walk in with anything you want. Shh, but yes, you can pretty much. <laughs> There's no one checking anything. A tennis match on a Friday is a good time. There's always something going on. The players... It's an intimate setting. I think it's the right. most intimate setting on campus. Because you're yes. right there on top of them. You can interact with the players. You can yell their name, they turn around, they talk to you. It's fun stuff. And it gets rowdy as hell. It really does. And tennis is also very entertaining because I don't think there's such a sport where tennis player, where players, athletes talk to themselves 
out loud. Like Blake Corridor smacking himself in the head with a tennis racket? As, yeah, some of you talked to him that. about that. Well, it's in the moment. I don't know that there's a sport where athletes get in their head, own head, as much as tennis players do. And that in itself is fun And to they're watch. talking to themselves. That Like Emile Reinberg a couple years ago? Like oh my Leah God. Leah Ma last year when she was playing court two against some girl from Tennessee. <laughs> what? She... No, we, you were there, I'm pretty sure. And she was playing court two. Is that the girl she, she killed? The oh, that was the girl she killed. Yes. She was toying so with her. Yeah. She like, the girl served. Carly Briggs, I think was the girl's and name. And Leah hit it out on her return. And then she turned around and she was like, she's serving like five miles an hour. I do remember What that. in the yes. world? I think and the girl's name like, was Carly Briggs. Leah was getting frustrated because the, she was like losing stupid points because the girl was so much worse than her. The girl's not on the same court. Yeah, and Cat. I know. I miss Cat. Do you miss Cat? I already oh, the miss cursing. Kat. You you would only Merry wonder, Christmas, MF. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you would only wonder what she was saying in her first language. Well, sometimes she'd drop it in English, and it was hilarious. Well, yeah. Yeah, I miss Cat. Yeah, already. And then there's always the freshmen who don't call balls loud enough and get annoyed and yep. worried, and they're and it's also the most passive aggressive sport. Oh, it's so fun to watch that, yeah. especially playing. But I have experience. But it's like you have to pass the other person changing sides for, you know... You're going to brag on yourself here for a minute? Hour and a half, two hours. And, you know, you call a ball out. The judge overrules you. Then the coaches get involved. It's just high level of passive aggressiveness. Since you you spoke of something that you have experience with, I'm going to give you a chance to brag on yourself a little bit here. I know you came in today. You were very excited about the match yesterday, right? Yeah. Tell everyone how that went, just to, just to pat yourself on the back a little bit. Charlie's a fighter, guys. She doesn't give up. I love it. I won the first set 7-6 in a tie break. 7-6, 7-4, right, in the tie break. Is that what you said? Yeah, the tie break was 7-4. Okay. And then in the second set, it was, I was down 0-5. Down 0-5. But. I, then I came back and won 7-5. So let's I won go. Let's go. That's how we yeah. do it on the Gloria J podcast. Yeah. I love it, Charlie. That's awesome. But that, and it's fun to like watch someone else do that too. Like when you're watching a tennis match, a college tennis match, and like especially they feed off the environment. I think they feed off the crowd more than maybe any sport. I mean, football, yeah, football of hear. course is its own thing. But yes, they're right. Again, it's a it's a very intimate setting. We by the way, if you guys haven't been out to a match, we have oh, the and, best outdoor the best outdoor setting in college in college tennis. Well, and then there's always the old people, you know, older guys. You probably know who I'm talking about. I know exactly who you're talking who, about. Love them. Great they guys. talk so loud, but they don't oh my know God. they're loud. And this so, chair judge looks up there like, like I don't want to be mean to these old guys. Be rude to them. But like, guys, like, yeah, chill it's out. Like everyone in the stands can hear what you're saying. Yeah. Some of it's about the players, and it's not nice. The players turn around sometimes and look up, and you're like, oh, my God, poor guy. And they're clueless. They have no idea that everyone's hearing what they're saying. Yeah, they're and like, you have to be world. careful about what you say because you don't know whose parents are sitting right next to you. Yeah. And you have to be, I mean, the judge, like, they'll tell you to be quiet. That's one of the things I love about college tennis, too, because, like, tennis is supposed to be the sport about decorum, right? Respect for not the game. College. supposed to be a gentleman. And then college, it's like, they want it to be like that, but it's not. It's rowdy. It's awesome. It's intimate. It's incredible. So, is that a good enough PSA? Yeah, and you can always find Jeff Wallace's wife. Coach very Wallace's distinct, wife. very distinct voice. Yep. Very, it's like a bark, almost. Yep. Love it. Love it. Yeah, very distinct. So, Hopefully that's a little bit of something to help encourage you guys to come out to a match. We're going to be covering it all season long. We've been doing this for a couple of years now, and I think interest has grown, at least among our listeners, more and more. 
as we've done this over the over the years. And Charlie, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like I'm on a mission from God. You ever seen the Blues Brothers? No. On a mission from God. I don't know. Great line. Great line. I feel like that's what I that's what I want to be on for the tennis programs. I think they deserve so much more coverage than they get. I know that's outside of my control. And again, I, as we always say, we're we're not a mainstream podcast. We're a mom and pop podcast, but. We do have a little bit of an audience. We do have a microphone, so we're going to do what we can to help give these programs, the men and the women, some love, the love that I think they deserve. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. But, Charlie, let's go ahead and get to these teams. You want to start with men or women? I think I know the answer to that question. We'll save the women for last. Oh, you want to go with the boys first. All right, all right. I didn't expect that. All right, I was thinking women. So let, let me rearrange things here real quick. All right, so let's just start with this, Charlie. We have a very veteran team on the men's side this year, correct? Yeah. Very veteran team. Most of them are seniors. I think actually everyone, one through five, are seniors, right? Of course, one through five in singles. Or graduate transfers. Yeah, but this is their final year in, in, in college tennis. So it's a very veteran team. This is the year we've been building towards, Charlie, right? Manny's talked about going back two or three years now, how much he loves this group of guys, this team, this recruiting class that's now in their final year. And slowly but surely, they've built back. Because what we won, was it seven straight SEC titles at one point? Yeah. And then we haven't won one. I think it's been four years. I think the last one we won was 2017. I was, yeah, I remember that. It was in, you, you went to that, but you were there, right? In Knoxville? I can't remember. Yeah, it was in Knoxville. We, we beat Mississippi State, I want to say, in Knoxville to close out our seventh consecutive SEC title. We have not won an SEC title in men's tennis since then, which for most teams, no big deal. But when you're George, I think we've won 41 SEC titles at this point. That's kind of a big deal. And we went through a little bit of a slide. We were never bad, but not up to the standard that we expect from Georgia tennis. But we slowly but surely built back up with this recruiting class, with this group of guys. And I love this group of guys. And this is it. This is the year, Charlie, that we have been building towards. And we just got done with the indoor season. Was solid, right? We made it to the, the Sweet 16, made it to the Indoor National Championship Tournament. We went one and two. Competitive matches, very competitive matches in the ones that we lost. But we ended up dropping two of those. Now we enter 
the outdoor season, which is a different animal, by the way. Like, indoor, you wouldn't think it is, but indoor versus outdoor is we very... We don't play well indoor. The men are not... We do not play well indoors, and I can't quite figure out why, but we traditionally, since I've been watching over the past 10 years or so, well, I mean, we're don't not play forced great. to play inside. Typically, the weather is nice. You can yeah. play outside. The ball does hit differently on indoor court. Yeah. I haven't played a ton indoors, but when I do, it just sounds, feels different. It's, just, it's a different vibe. But now we're in the outdoor season. SEC play starts on Friday at home. No, I'm sorry, on the road for the men. The women are at home against Ole Miss. But the men do have Texas outdoors. Big match, huge non-conference match right before we kick off SEC play. That's Tuesday at 2.30. I know the timing's terrible. If you get a chance, if you're in the Athens area, come on out there, support the guys. It's going to be or a heck of a online. match. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like We're complaining about you know not being able to watch things on SEC Network or Tennis Channel. And that sucks, but with modern technology, Charlie, you can stream things, right? Like you don't have to watch things on TV. We all watch things on our phones, on our computers. You can stream all this, like all these matches, you can stream them. I'll be out at dinner on Friday night, and I'm like sitting there, like people are looking at me at the bar, like, what are you doing? I'm sitting there streaming Georgia tennis. I'm like cheering and like shouting things, cussing sometimes. Like people look at me like I'm insane. I'm like, oh sorry, I'm just well, watching you Georgia. Are. I mean, a little bit, but I, I get into this. I'm not I might not be as big a fan as you. So that's a tough standard to to reach, but pretty big fan. I kinda like this stuff. But this team, Charlie, should be a national title contender. Based off what you've seen to this point, how do you feel about the outlook for this 2022 Georgia men's tennis team? I'm a little concerned with doubles so far. I'm not going to lie, Charlie. I'm concerned in general. Yeah. It's not going the way – and it's very, very early. Again, we're traditionally – it's not. let's not be alarmed here. I'm not – no, I was But it's because we're traditionally not good on, on the indoor side of things. It seems like Hamish and uh, McCormick have come into the fold quite nicely. All right, so people who – uh, most people listening probably don't know. You're talking about Hamish Stewart. Yes, Grad from transfer from Tulane. Tulane and Tristan McCormick. McCormick from Notre Dame. Yes, Tristan McCormick, great serve, very powerful. Probably the best serve since Isner. Hamish, he's playing one right now, right? Hamish has he was playing court three to open Good things singles. up. He's moved. To, he just actually beat Sam Rafis, who right. was the singles national champion last year. He just right. beat him last weekend. So Hamish is playing well. But we couldn't get enough points. The doubles point off has the been the other players, and we have have we even won a doubles point. This season? We have won a doubles point this season, but we've lost more than we've won. Do you not know to turn your phone on silent, Charlie? We're trying to do a podcast here. I'm sorry. Was that even a phone call or was that an alarm? It was an alarm. Sure. Okay. We're good? We're good. We're good. Okay, awesome. So, what were we talking about? Tristan? I have no idea. I don't even know. So, you're talking about the double teams, but we are having issues figuring things and out. And now Hamish and McCormick are playing one, or they did they, the other weekend. So we started with seniors who've been with us their entire time in Athens, Trent Phil Henning and, and Trent Bride, who are a new team here. They did not play together last year. Trent played with Tyler Zink, who has transferred to Oklahoma State. Man, I was not impressed with their doubles play. Who, Zink and Trent? And Trent, last yeah. year? I thought they were, I mean, they were playing every team's best opponent. I thought they were Solid. They weren't bad. They were good. But this is a new team, and last year I'm not the I'm not the coach, but fair. And they did a lot for yeah. as any sport. They knew far more than us, and they're working with these guys. I trust them in place. I mean, Manny Diaz is the goat of college tennis, as far as I'm concerned. I'm just biased because I really like to watch E play. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. So you, we broke up Eric Gravilius, who is. 
from Switzerland? I want to say he's Swiss. I think he's Swiss, right? Yeah, I yeah, think so. Yeah, I think he's a Swiss dude. And him and Phil, who's South African, they were playing together on three. court three last year. I thought they were an awesome team. I thought they were a great duo. We broke them up, moved Phil with Trent. And, and that makes sense. So Trent and Phil were coming into the season our number one, number two singles players. So you want to put your, who you think are your best singles players together on court one for doubles. But it doesn't always work out that way, right, Charlie? Necessarily, like your best singles players aren't always... The best You're, doubles player. It's like right now, Leah Ma, for instance, for the women's side, she's our number one singles player. She doesn't play doubles. Right. So it doesn't always work out that way. But we're having some issues with doubles right now. McCormick actually came in as a guy with a reputation as a doubles ace for Notre Dame with that big serve. And him and Hamish are two big guys, which you've always had a thing with, which is weird. You've always complained about how all of our guys are small. Yeah. Right? Well, when you're playing guys from like Kentucky and... Auburn had a really big guy one time. It's like they're like six four, and our Squire guys are like UCF last year. five ten. Yeah, and you don't you, you don't have as much power. That's the thing. Like Trent playing on court one in the past. Trent's a really good player, but sometimes he's overpowered by some of those bigger guys. But Hamish and Tristan are both huge. I think Tristan's six five. Hamish is six three, six four, something Giant. like that. And so them playing together, they start on court two. Now that we've moved line, line up around, and I gotta give Manny and Jamie credit here. They have been willing to change things up. Yeah. They ha- and I'm not talking about just doubles, but singles. Charlie, I don't want to say it's a it's mess. Like they, it's all over it's the like place right now. They put the names in a hat and pulled out different names every week. Well, we start. You're right. I mean, it seems that way. I mean, we started the season with Trent Bride at Court One, which he's played for. I think it's be his third year going on Court One, right? Mm-hmm. Then Phil Henning played three fourths last year. Was up on Court Two. Love Phil. Uh, Hamish Stewart transfers from Tulane, who was a top twenty five player last year. Was on court three. McCormick was on court four. He had a really big fall season, by the way. He was really like I didn't know if he was in a factor in the singles line. I thought he was just be a doubles guy, but he had a great fall in some pro tournaments and worked himself up to court four. Then we have Blake Kraut, Blake Croider, who has been playing court four for us. He's on court five. I love him on court five. He's gonna win a ton of matches for us. He's out, clinched a couple for us already. And then court six is, seems like it's a different person every match. It, it, They're trying to figure that one out. Yeah, Miguel Perez Pena, who I think is going to be a really good player. I think he's got a ton of talent, but he's still really young. Um, he's, as a freshman, has played some. Thomas Paulsell is a top five recruit coming out, I think, in Washington last year. We actually enrolled early, right? Yeah, last he came year. last January. And he was here all last all of last season, outdoor season, but he didn't play. And he's another guy I'm really high on. He's going to be a really good player, but he's still really young. And Eric Gavilius, who played six for us a lot last year, who's a junior, he's gotten some time there. So we're tr- still trying to figure that out. But Charlie, is that what the lineup looks like right now? No. Let's talk about Trent Bright. Let, let, now we got, we, playing court four. We got to talk about Trent. We got to talk about Trent. What what's going on there? So Trent's been playing court one for again going on three years. He didn't play in the fall. That he I didn't know play of. a ton in the fall. I think he played in a couple of the fall tournaments. But he's a guy, I thought he started off really hot last year, suffered a back injury, basically played through that back injury. And he had a very, he was awesome. He was 9 and 1 in dual match play as a sophomore. I think he was like 10 and 11, 10 and 12 on court one last year. I think a lot of that had to do with the, with the fact he was not healthy. Right? Maybe. He's a lot smaller than most of the players that play court one, though. But there are some guys that, are, like Sam Rafis from Florida, who won the single title last year, is about the same size as Trent. I mean, it can matter sometimes, but not necessarily all the time. I just don't know that he has the skill level to hang on. I mean, he's beaten top five players, Charlie. 
I've seen him do it. He beat that right. Edo guy from Texas. But clearly not this year so far. They moved him to court four. He is. He went from court one to court two to court three, now to court four. And he's not, you would think a guy of his talent level would dominate court four, but it's not happening right now. So my question for you is, what's going on with Trent? Because Trent is a really talented player. I still, I don't know if you do. I still believe in Trent as a potential court one player. I, I don't he's know. been that. He's been that guy before. Hopefully, he'll get back there. Is it a, is it a lingering injury? Is it confidence? Is it the fact that he didn't play as you said? Didn't seem to play I as much know. with the team I can't in the fall. His mind. I, we don't know, Charlie. We're, we're on a podcast. We're speculating. Well, but, I don't like to speculate. Well, that's kind of what you're here to do, Charlie. <laughs> give want your to thoughts. Speculate. Give your opinions. I don't. Know. Okay, can we at least say this? Something doesn't seem right. Something does not seem right. Something does not seem right. And this is not, I'm not trying to bash Trent. I love Trent. I want the best for Trent. I want Trent. Because for this team to be as good as we want to be, as, as we can be, to win a national title, Trent Bride has to be who Trent Bride can be. He has to be that guy that he's been in the past. He's beaten top five guys. I've seen him do it. I've seen him beat really, really good players. I've seen him play at an extraordinarily high level. He's just not doing it right now consistently. And until we figure that out, I do have concerns. Right now, Hamish Stewart, who started on court one, or on court three, has moved up to court one. And again, he just beat Sam Rafee. So I love what I'm seeing from, from him. I think Tristan McCormick has been great for us on, well, court four to start with now on court three. Blake Croyder is is a rock for us on court five. Phil Henning is awesome, whether it's two or three. He's going to win a lot of matches for us. He's done that throughout his entire career. But it will, ooh, 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 it's hard to watch Phil play sometimes. Well, Phil is the Iron Man. Like every match seems like it goes to a tie every every every, every set goes to a tie break and every match goes to three sets. It's yep. like insane with Phil. It's yep. crazy. And, it, it, like, it, and that's not that's an that's an exaggeration, but it feels that way when you watch him. No, nope, that, that, that And he'll dig himself a hole an and then fight back really yep. hard. And that's one of the reasons I love watching Phil, because he'll just fight back and you think he's done, he's not done. And you just know how painful it can be when you have to play that long. Yeah. Like mm. you play at that high of a level. He just yeah. He's I love a great watching Phil. I, I know I do. It's just you there's a lot of head shaking sometimes. So I know you want to get to the women here, but on the men's side of things, what has to happen for this team to let, let's just start with the SEC. Because there are some really good teams in the SEC. Florida won the national championship last year. It pains me to say that, but they did. Tennessee, I believe, was in the final four last year. That pains me to say. That really sucks. I, they almost won the national indoors. Thank God TCU beat them. I was like, I can't have this. I cannot have a national championship for Tennessee and tennis. It just can't happen. No, that's Georgia's thing. What ha- and Kentucky's really good. Two great singles players. What has to happen for us to get to that point where we are legitimate contenders for the SEC title and more than that? Well, hopefully they can fix the doubles lineups. It's such a critical or thing. Or chemistry. I don't know. But when you get the doubles point, it's... Obviously easier to win because that gets you a point. And I know we went over this last year, Charlie, but we've got some new listeners. So maybe if you're listening the first time, you don't know how college tennis is structured. There are seven possible points. Imagine it's a seven-game series. I think people are familiar with that with like baseball and basketball, right? Seven-game series. So it's the best of seven, basically, right? There's seven points. It's not games. or seven points. There's six singles matches, and there's technically there's three doubles matches, but they equate to one point. So whoever, whatever team wins two of the three doubles three matches. Sets. Right. Whoever went, whatever team wins two of the three doubles matches gets the doubles point, right? And then there's six other points available with each singles match. So whichever team gets the four points first. So getting the, and the doubles matches to play first, getting that doubles point, especially when you're playing a team that's very talented, like you, like we were playing in, in the Indoor National Championship Tournament, that's critical. You 
it's really hard against good teams to win four singles matches. It's really hard. So if you lose a doubles point, you got to go out there and you got to win four of six singles matches. That's putting yourself behind the A ball. It's tough. So that's critical. I think you're right there. We've got to get that figured out. Do you think we need to switch lineups up? I'm... Put Phil and E together again? Yeah, I think that... I don't know. I mean, I Blake don't Blake and Trent have played together. Day. They've played together. Right. I think that Phil and E have a great chemistry. I don't I, know why. I, yeah. Having watched them play, I don't see them practice every day. But they always played well together. I think they've proven that they're and a very they good team. And they usually won their match. They were a very formidable duo on court three in the doubles matches. Yeah, I agree. I think it's something to explore again. Mandy Diaz, Jamie, Jamie Hunt, they know far more about tennis than we do. I trust them implicitly. But I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that moving into the outdoor season. It wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, so I think that you're right there. I think we got to get Trent back on track. However that happens, I don't know. But that needs to happen now. And we got to figure out court six. Who do you think that's going to be? Is it going to be the freshman, Perez Pena? Is it going to be Gravilius? Is it going to be Paulsell? Who's going to be? Somebody has know. to step up there. I know, you, I know you don't want to speculate even though you're on a podcast. Put a name in a hat and pull one out. I think it's going to be Perez Pena. I think he's the most talented of that trio. And he's young and he made some mistakes and missed some shots that he should miss and did some things in the, in the indoor tournament. But I think very highly of him. I think he's going to be a really good player for us. I think he'll be that guy. We'll see. I could be wrong. That's just my prediction. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. All right, Charlie, you said you wanted to save the best for last because you are being discriminatory and you like the women more than men. But this women's team, Charlie, this program has been on fire. Going back to 2019, we were number one for most of the season. Most of the season. We're undefeated for most of the season, to be honest. We actually lost in the SEC Championship Final to South Carolina, which I, that still rubs me the wrong way. That sucks. But we did make a run all the way to the final match of the NCAA tournament. We actually won the indoor national championship that season on the women's side. And we're the outdoor runner-up. 2020 obviously was cut short. We made it to the Elite Eight last year where we lost to NC State. We lose Kyrene Jokic, who was the all-everything player on court one. Court one doubles, court one singles. The maybe the, Would you say the best Georgia tennis player you've seen play, maybe outside of John Isner? Yeah. I mean, just fantastic. Just a fantastic player. She's gone pro now. Wish her the absolute best. Uh, did incredible things for us. Won the fall ITA National Championship. Was a runner-up for the Outdoor National Championship in 2019. Because she played 117 matches in like a three-day span. It's something absurd, ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous that they even Because she was playing do team, doubles, and singles. Made deep runs in all of them. And it's like, well, yeah, she's dead when she gets to the final match of the singles. So she was the best player in the country that year. No one will convince me otherwise. She's gone, though, Charlie. Kat's gone. I miss her already. But we still do have some veterans back, right? You've got my favorite Georgia athlete. I want to say of all time, my favorite current Georgia athlete. I said it last year. I'll say it again. Meg Kowalski is back. She's a grad student now. Uh, Morgan Kopic, 
who played really strong for us on court four last year. She's back. Leah Ma is technically a sophomore, but has been around for three years. The 2020 season was cut short. She's back on court one. What is the ceiling for this Georgia women's tennis team this season? Can they finish the job and get it done and win a national title this year? I think they can. They've got some freshmen that are really good. Mel. Mel. Mel might, Riasco, Ecuadorian baller. She might take over court one. I think she's the most talented player of the team. Currently playing two. Who's on three? What's the new girl's name? Um, Dasha. Dasha. Yeah, she's really good. Dasha Vidmanova. She just got here in January. Yeah, she so just she got here. kind of looked like a deer in the headlights. But her UTR, Charlie, is like 11.26. You guys know what that means. UTR is universal tennis rating. That's higher than what Kat was last year. So when you see that, you're like expecting her to be this insane dominant player. And she's she's got a lot of power, right? Mm-hmm. Most power of, of anyone that I've seen maybe, at least in her serve, on the women's side in a couple of years. Doesn't but seem to like the net. She she likes us on the baseline and just and just trade ground strokes, and that's what she's comfortable doing. So and she's young, right? She used to mention she just got here, but when she starts getting a little bit more comfortable coming to the net in singles, because she's she's tall. She's what, like six three. Mm-hmm. She's very tall and long, so she should dominate at the net. She just not doesn't seem comfortable there right now. And like I've only seen her play a couple of times. We, the women have not had a lot of matches, which sucks. I wish we'd schedule a few more, but I know that it's tough to get all that done with still COVID concerns and all that. But I think her ceiling is extraordinarily high. She's just really young right now, but we need her to grow up pretty quickly because if yeah. she does, it's a game changer. And then we got Anya Hurdle on four, who I enjoy watching. She, she didn't missed most play of a last lot year. last year, um, but she's been playing court four. She's also been playing court one doubles, right? Yeah, she's court a great doubles. doubles player. She has a great serve, big time serve. Yeah, and she's first like she's tall, but she's very lean, very thin. For someone that size, you wouldn't think she'd have a powerful serve, but she does. Well, they did their get-to-know-you tweet thing mm-hmm. on Anya, and her favorite stroke is serving. She's very good she at it. That makes serve. sense. Even when she was a freshman, I was like, wow, that girl can flat-out serve. And I'm glad she's back. She's healthy now, which is awesome. It's a big boon for this team. Leah Ma is now on court one. I know you love Leah Ma. I love Leah Ma. Is Leah your favorite player? Yeah, because she's just goofy. Like she she's just got wants a to great have personality. Fun, she then, reminds me like Blake Croyder in a yes. way on the inside, just goofy, funny, yeah. great personalities. Yeah, and but she's taking it more seriously. When that she was, was always younger, my thing with her. She didn't take it. You, you, she didn't look like she was taking it as seriously as some of the other players. It's but like she, she was she just had a fire there. in her earlier this season. I thought she showed me something in the NCAA tournament last year. I thought she turned that into because my thing is. The intensity is inconsistent with her. She was young, and that happens. But she turned it up a notch, a couple notches in the NCAA tournament last year. Showed me some fire. Showed me some some want. She was not quitting. She was fighting through things. And I thought I saw her turn the corner there. And I'm hopeful that she can carry it on through this season because she's on court one now. And she's a junior. She has to be one of the leaders. I mean, yeah, we still have Morgan Kopic and Meg Kowalski who are seniors or actually grad students now. Yeah. But yeah, she's gonna. Be one of the older girls, so ladies. And, and Kat's gone, so she's taking over court one for Kat. And, and Kat, totally different game. Very different players. Explain to people what you mean by that. Kat was pure power. Kat would come to the net, but Kat, Kat she, she's well rounded. But she, she it was liked power to game. hit a backhand down the line for a winner. She would smoke people a, with that backhand. She had a great backhand. Fantastic. Backhand. Leah has a great touch. She will slice a drop shot and just make you look like an idiot. I think she can. She has a wider variety of shots than Kat yes, has, she but does. she doesn't have like that one go-to. Just I'm gonna murder you with my backhand shot yet. No, she's gonna murder you with she a toys backhand with slice. She to, yeah, she, she's drop yeah, shot. yeah, yeah. She's she's. Very crafty. 
And she, she's extraordinarily talented. She moves really well. She glides across the court. She, she's awesome. She's going to be really... It, but again, Charlie, it comes back to what made Kat so great. Great backhand, yes. Kat had this insane competitive fire. Kat wanted to kill you. Like, I mean, she wanted to kill the person across the net. Like, Kat was intensity personified. Leah, to be that level core player, she's got to get there. And I think she took strides. I'm curious to see... If she takes more steps this year. Because if she does, I don't think it's out of the question to say that she has more talent than Kat. Right. I mean, but I it, but it's just the mentality. It's the mentality thing. That's where Kat was superior to her. And that's, I don't know if you can teach that. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out. But she's extraordinarily talented. Mel Riasco on court two. This girl. We talk about how talented Lee is. I mean. And she's a lefty, which is always yeah, fun it's, to watch. Yeah, and that. That might not mean anything if you don't play tennis. That's Have tricky. Have you ever played a lefty? Yes, it's very it's tricky. It's very confusing. It's, it's, it screws with you. It's tricky. I was playing a lefty one time, and they were, I was receiving. <laughs> and they were standing to serve, and I was like, aren't you turned the wrong way? Oh, no, you're a lefty. It makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's, it just throws you off. You don't normally play them. but And that's fine. People that have been playing a long time, they, they are more accustomed to that than you and I are. But Mel's got great ground strokes. She's very quick. She was really, really well. And she's a freshman, so she's still got to work on rounding out her game. But the sky is the limit for her. I mean, could she be a potential core one player down the road? I said a few minutes ago that I Maybe said just Mel dumb. may take over. Oh, you one. did say that. You're right. Look at you. I'm an idiot. You're a genius. Star of the podcast, guys. That's why she's here. Star of the podcast. But, but that's a great thing to have. When you have competition between your court one and court two player of who's actually going to be the more dominant player. I love that. I love that competition. And Dasha on court three, we talked about her. Uh, Mel, or not Mel, I'm sorry, Morgan. Morgan Cobbett played court four last year, moved down to court five this year. How do you feel about what she's going to do on court five? I think she's she going to win. She should win the, like almost every match on five. I feel and so good. And if she good. doesn't, well, she didn't win. She lost those last two days at the yeah, indoors. That hurt us. It came but we down don't to play her. Play well indoors. No, it's it's just um, yeah. Don't don't read too much into that, guys. Outdoors is a very different thing. No, Mo will only get beaten on five. If she gets in her own head. And that happens with her sometimes. Not as much. She's gotten much better. That she's actually she's gotten older. She's gotten when, when she, she was, was young. A was a problem. Sophomore. Yeah. She but would get angry. Last year, and, she yeah. Was, yeah she I thought she really better. leveled out. I thought she and she was great for us on core four last year. You're right. Here's what I love, Charlie. Here's one of the reasons I'm still very high on this program, even without Cat. Court four and or court five and court six. You've got Mo on five, Morgan Kopic on five, and Meg Kowalski on court six. Meg Kowalski was born to play court six. See ball, get ball. Meg Kowalski is so much fun to watch. And you guys know if you listened last year, you heard me talk about her. But let's 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 kind of just recap quickly, Charlie. Mel or Mel. Meg. God, Meg. Stella M's Mel, Mo, Meg. Her career here at Georgia. Started on court six as a freshman. Was an absolute monster on course. I think she lost one match as a freshman. She was like 24 and 1, 25 and 1, something like that. She was throwing up, was it the semifinals? Is it the semi or the quarters of the national championship tournament? She threw up multiple times that match and twice. didn't quit, did not quit, and actually came back and won that freaking match. She moves up to court three last year, which I was like, ooh, because as much as I love watching Meg play, and I think Meg would probably tell you this herself. Is Meg the most talented, like physically gifted player on the roster? She's little. She's probably. I mean, she doesn't have yes. as much power. She's right. half the size. She's small. When you yeah. see Dasha and Meg standing next <laughs> to one weird, another, yeah. it's like. And Anya, too. At least a foot difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, what is Meg? Like 5'4? Maybe? Yeah. Maybe. And Dasha's like 6'3? I mean, literally, literally a foot. <laughs> I mean, and we're not exaggerating. Like, she's 
five four. But I mean, I'm just talking in terms of, like physical gifts. Meg's, I mean, the least physically gifted player on the team, right? No, but she's good at. But she analyzing her opponent. Oh, she's so smart. And she's a great defensive player. And she fights harder than anyone I've ever and seen in my life. She has a great lob game. She absolutely well, well, as good as Marta. I don't know, but she can lob. <laughs> but she'll pull the she'll pull the lob out at the right time. Like she'll just like and, and she has a great variety of shots. And don't get me wrong, Meg is very talented. You don't go twenty five and one or whatever it was in one as a freshman on court six and basically an automatic win as a freshman without being talented. She's just not as physically dominant she's as also, the other girls. Well, she's also a great leader. She's the best leader I've seen. Everybody by likes far, her. Like, like not even like she's like a coach out there. I know that's an overused cliche, well, but she legitimately Allie. is. That's Allie. Well, God bless Allie. Not I love Allie, Allie Clayton. What's her new last name? She got married. Allie Harris. Mary Ben Harris. Uh, former pitcher. Baseball player, I guess. Yes. Okay. Closer. Big time player for us. He's trying to make a pro career out of it now. Uh, yeah. Allie's fantastic. But Meg, I love her because she just fights. And I respect that so much. Just, let's be real. Charlie, most of the girls she plays are like more talented than her, but she doesn't lose. I think she's lost like six, five, or maybe six matches in her entire career here now. She's great at doubles, too. She's fantastic. She's just a, a, so much fun. If you guys come out and watch her play, you'll know what I'm talking about right away. Just look for the short little girl and it was that's also, playing her tail off. It was interesting watching her and Leah play doubles last year because half the time it was like, we was just, it, it seemed like Leah was like, okay, Meg, go get the ball. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, doesn't see, that's exactly what was I'm happening. I'm going to stand around and uh, watch you run. Leah's like, when the ball comes to me, I will do what I got to do because I'm that talented and I'll hit a great shot. But other than that, like, you run around, Meg. And Meg's like, sure, let's do it. Because that's what Meg does. She just doesn't quit. She doesn't stop. And I absolutely love that about her. I'm going to miss, I miss Kat. I'm really going to miss Meg when she's gone because you just don't see players like that at this level. It's a lot of fun to watch her. But you think this is the national title team? Could be. I think for sure it's an SEC title team. The three-peat. We're going for the three-peat here. I think this absolutely could be an, a, a national title team. Texas is still really good. North Carolina is still really good. We were supposed to play North Carolina, but then COVID went through our program, and then that match got canceled. I don't know if they're rescheduled or not. But North Carolina is very, very good. We were on a collision course with them last year, but that didn't work out because we lost NC State, and that mm-hmm. sucked. But, uh, yeah, I think this is a national title caliber team. Now, will it happen? The bounce has got to go your way. I mean, I still think we were the best team in, in 2019 all season long and, you know, got to the championship match in Stanford and just didn't go our way. But I think this team absolutely is a legitimate national title contender. And an SEC, I, they should win the SEC for the third straight season. The men, I think, if we get things straight now, as you mentioned, in doubles, if we can get Trent Bride back on track, if we can figure out court six, I still very much believe in this men's team because I love this group of guys. They've been around a long time. They fight. They're really, really fun to watch, and they're fun to get behind. So I think they can do it too. But of the two, are you still saying the women have the best chance to win yeah, the title this women. year? I think you're probably right. I think you're, We had a nice mix of youth and experience and a lot of talent, man. A lot of talent. And I, I got to get a credit to both Jamie, Jamie Hunt, the men's assistant coach, and Drake Bernstein, the women's assistant coach. I don't know if you guys know how this works, but in college tennis, basically the assistant coaches do the vast majority of the recruiting. They're recruiting lights out. So if we don't win it this year, the future is still on both sides, men and women's, extraordinarily bright for both these programs because we are not going anywhere. We are Georgia tennis. We are blue bloods in men's and women's college tennis. And we got two young gun assistant coaches that are recruiting at an extraordinarily high level and two of the all-time greats still run the show as head coaches. So it's going to be a fun season and it's going to be fun for many years to come. But all right, Charlie, anything else? 
check out their schedules. The guys are playing Monday at 2.30. Mercer. And... Which, if people are listening to this, that's today. If you're listening to it on Monday. Okay, and then they're playing tomorrow, Tuesday, Texas. Big time match. So if you can't get there, you can watch it. Yep. Check out what you can. You, you can stream it. Go, I mean, we'll we'll retweet this stuff out. You can follow us on Twitter, at Glory underscore UGA. And you can follow the live scoring. You can, you can also pull up and watch the live streaming as well if you're at work. I mean, it's, 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 it's addictive, guys. Just trust us. Give it a shot. It's addictive. The women are at home against Ole Miss on Friday at 3.30. Is that right, Charlie? I'll have to look. I, think it's, I know they're home Friday. I think it's 3.30. I'm positive it's 3.30. So then, then do they play Sunday also? Mississippi State at home, 1 p.m. on Sunday. Weather should be nice on Sunday. Come out, bring the family. If you guys have never taken in a match, I'm telling you, you're missing out. Come on in. Come on in. Come on up. Come on out. Watch these teams, both the men's and women's. You can't go wrong. Work out with your family. Kids have a great time. It's totally free. Literally, you just walk in and sit wherever you want. Totally free. Get to watch some high-level tennis and have a great weekend with your family or alone if it's just you. That's cool, too. Whatever. Just come on out. Right? Yeah. You think that's going to encourage people to come? I hope so. I hope so. They deserve it, guys. And you'll love it. You'll love it. But all right, guys. Thank you for listening. Charlie, it's great to have you back. Hopefully, it won't be 17 years before we see you again. Maybe we'll see you, I don't know, one of these weeks talking about tennis a little bit more. We'll see. We'll see. All right. That's, I guess that's the most we can get out of you. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this bonus Tennis Talk episode of the podcast. We'll be back on our regularly scheduled football content on Tuesday. Curtis and I will be doing part two of our recruiting deep dive. And don't look yet, guys. Spring practice just around the corner. So we're going to go ahead and get a head start on some spring practice preview stuff later on the week. So plenty of great football content for you guys. Just had to take a little brief tennis interlude today. But thank you for listening. For Charlie, I'm Tyler. And as always, go dogs.